On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, Star Wars, Sharon Stone, Tarot Cards, Smoking, 70-Year Marriage, and Goal Setting. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. It's all Star Wars. We did. Kind of late podcasting. Probably everybody's already telling you Yeah, now. yeah. Spoilers. We're going we're gonna to talk. <laughs> I guess we can talk about it since most people probably have seen it. Yeah. Not that we have to give everything away, but yeah, we'll talk about some stuff, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't really something that I was... What do you think about it? It was okay. What's it was the, an okay movie. It was an okay finish. What Star um, Wars is this? Like Star Wars... Nine. Nine? Nine. Nine movies. The first three that came out back in our our day. Right. Late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Then the Phantom Menace and that that stuff with uh, young they were like Darth prequels. Vader. Yeah, that were the prequels. And now they started back after... Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? After the events of the <laughs> New see, Hope, see, so Empire con- Strikes Back, and Jedi Returns. See, it gets so confusing even yeah. just trying to keep up with this shit anymore. It is. It is. That's a lot to... And and just to be honest, the ones the prequel ones are just supremely forgettable to me, except for a few chase scenes that I thought the special effects were bomb. Well, it's it's what happens when a mega giant corporation takes over something. I mean, yeah. at yeah. some point, they some some of them can put out some fantastic products and things, but I think this is an example of something that should have just. It kind of got milked for all it was worth, uh, and, and they should have put it out to pasture a long time ago. That's exactly how to put it. It, it was okay. It was very formulaic. Yeah. Very, yeah. very kidsy. And I get it. When we saw the first Star Wars, we were kids. So it is, And it is a Disney property. These are kids' movies. But it's... If you're between the ages of 7 and 12, you'll probably love it. Yeah. If you're an adult, you'll be like us. You'll be like... Eh, it was okay. Whatever. How many times are we gonna? <laughs> how many times are we gonna make a? Again, I guess spoiler in a way, but guess what? They're trying to make another planet destroying weapon again. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, you know, since you've pointed that out, it is. That? It is in every single one of these. Things. Who would have thought that? And by the way, this weapon destroying planet. Or planet-destroying weapon. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this planet-destroying weapon just happens to have a quirk where if you shoot the weapon, the whole thing blows up. The ship that's carrying the weapon yeah. blows up. Yeah. Just happened to... Which, I mean, I know they went back and, and tried to explain that. But, yeah, it is. It just hurt. It's kind of a gut punch to people who grew up loving Star Wars. Yeah, Let's just go ahead and pick it apart. I'll give it a four or five. I'll give it a five, I guess. But Yeah, it's a passable but, movie. But here's some, of the, here's some other just BS. I don't know if it's people's agents or whatever, but they just have to keep bringing people back when there's no reason to bring them yeah, back. Yeah, like why was Harrison What's, Ford in there at all? Harrison Ford's in here as kind of a... I don't know. A ghost. Kind of a vision, a ghost, yeah. something. There's no reason for it whatsoever. Yeah, that was, that was, and, and, well, hell, Carrie Fisher's dead and she's in the movie. She stars in a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, he, 
It's just, uh, it's, just I, 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 I miss Carrie Fisher. I love her dearly, but golly, that. And they are getting better at the CGI as far mm-hmm. as that goes. I mean, it looked yeah. like she was really acting as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. it was great. So and it was is. touching because she was in a lot of scenes with her daughter, her actual like Carrie Fisher's daughter uh, was acting in it, which there was a lot of things, I guess, fan service thrown in I guess. to this movie. Let, you me know, Easter this, eggs. let me throw this out that I had thought of a critique of this movie. The last movie, which people were, I don't know, and I get it. Star Wars fans are kind of like us. We love to hate it. I know no matter what, people are going to pick things apart. I yes. get that. But the last movie, the whole theme to me seemed of Uh the whole last movie was that you don't have to be born to royalty to become this noble Jedi Knight person. You can just be a nobody. That was the whole point of it. At the end, when she's crying, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Kylo Ren tells her, like, you're a nobody. Your father was nobody. They were important to me. You know it. They were nobody. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they even show a little person. It's kind of like a little slave person, and he uses mm-hmm. the force to bring his broom. Even yep. re- reinforcing for, yes. to beat you over the head with, you don't have to be born Absolutely. into a royal family. You can be anybody, and you can make it, and blah, blah, blah. And here, let's just totally screw that up in this last movie. Yeah. And what's the whole theme, or at least the main brunt of this movie no, now you do have to be born into a royal family and, to be a force person. <laughs> it, and the, the totally... deep down Star Wars nerds on on YouTube and the internet have been making fun of the theory that, that she was his granddaughter or somehow, you know, that he was coming back as a clone for years before this came out. Like, they were joking that this would be the worst way they could end the the whole it was just the it, whole storyline, and terrible. then they they used that, and it's really disappointing because there was some great after the original. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, th- there were some some writers that took the expanded universe and wrote some amazing stories, some fabulous villains, um, went crazy with it, and they just totally like threw all of that out through all of that creativity under the bus said screw you mm-hmm. and i just thought it was just i don't know they re they they, they star trek rebooted it I, like i said i don't know if it's just like it's just so formulaic you have to yeah. have this you have to have this you have to have this yeah. i guess last people were upset because she was a nobody so now we've got to make her you know, somebody. Test audiences. No, she has to be born of this royal Jedi family before people are going to like it. So let's fix that. And it just ended up a mess of mess <laughs> to me. It's mud. It's a mud pie. It's, I would I would probably give it a three or a four. No. Like I'm a little harder on it than you. Let me throw this. And out. we haven't talked about it at all since we got out of the movie. We were, we both walked out of it and we went eh eh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here is, I, I did do this sort of after because I wanted to keep, uh, these are a list of Jedi powers now that okay. are out there. If you're a Jedi, these are a list that I could think of of powers, yeah. all right? You can super speed, mm-hmm. you can super jump, mm-hmm. you can use telekinesis and move things, mm-hmm. you can read people's minds. Mm-hmm. You can influence their minds to to basically implant, make them think things. Mm-hmm. They can see the future. 
Mm-hmm. They can see the past. Uh-huh. They can astro project their image. Yeah, that was a badass galaxy. one. Yeah. Now they have super healing powers. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have come in handy, this whole damn yeah. saga? <laughs> now if you get hurt, you can just find another Jedi and uh, just fix yourself right up. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can also teleport objects from one place to another. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was, I thought that was actually because of their, what, what, what did they, like their twin bond or whatever. I don't know. They, there was some explanation. They're teleporting somewhere. things back and forth yeah, was, across space. That was, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that may have been in the last movie too. I don't remember any teleporting except astro projecting, but yeah. whatever. There's your new Jedi power and this gets ridiculous. I mean, it's almost like Marvel. That's another thing. It's almost like, well, we got to give them another power. Let's do this. I don't know. Yeah. It just. Uh, uh, I didn't even. I didn't even latch on to anything like that. I just went, huh? Okay. So these, <laughs> these, these Jedi are more like cartoon characters now. Is what I'm saying. This is more. Yeah. I don't know. If you think of it as a cartoon comic book, maybe which maybe yeah, that's what we always should have thought. But esoteric mysticism to it when it was just the original three movies. You I know, don't know, George Lucas kind of left it mysterious. I knew I know we were young and there were goofy parts like those Ewoks and some goofy parts, but I don't know. I just felt like it was a little more mature for yeah. some reason than this stuff that they do now. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just looking through kids' lenses. I don't know. I feel like it's to a lowest common denominator, which is a horrible thing to say and everybody gets mad when you say it, but it's dumbed down so far that did the same people write this, write um, the stupid um, Game of Thrones ending? Did they have anything to do with this crap? I don't think so. Jesus. Did I just knock myself out of there? I'm okay. Uh, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, we heard a pop there. Sorry. I dropped my little mic cord. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so there you go. Our view of Star Wars is it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're so, going to so. go watch it because it's the last of the Star Wars movies. But It's so-so. Special effects are great. There's some moments, cute little moments, a few mm-hmm. funny moments. Here's another critique. No, just everybody hears this. You should already know. Spoilers. Nobody dies, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, they had every opportunity to they, kill they, off all kinds of main characters. Yeah, and, they make yeah, you think they're it. going to. Like, yeah. like they go through the process of making you think that they've killed off a person, mm-hmm. and then within a few scenes, like, nope, they're still alive. Like, well, then why was it? What was the point of even spending twenty minutes showing this? person dying and everybody grieving and blah 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 and five minutes later oh he's back <laughs> <laughs> which one was that i'm trying to chewbacca oh yeah that's right care. that's right yeah oh god yeah that would have been a gut-wrenching way to to leave it yeah you're exactly yeah. right i forgot it was so unmemorable and, because they undid it they turned right around and erased it yeah and the same with c-3po we'll just spoilers all over the place yeah they act like they're going to kill him oh, through the whole process Yep. Oh, oh well, here he's back. And there he is back. <laughs> five, two or three, five minutes later, like, huh, well, they didn't take long. <laughs> Guess he's back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That It was. Like either ended it or It was not. a movie that undid everything yeah, that they had done or might have taken in a good direction. They just undid it all. You're exactly right. Yeah. Oh, well, anyhow. So, eh. 
It's an air movie. Yeah. Hate to start the show off with a gripe, but that's just how it goes. It was first on <laughs> the list. nerd gripe. Yeah, it was first on the list. We're nerds, and this is a nerd gripe. <laughs> so there you go. Star Wars, not a big fan. Star Wars, eh. Yep. Uh, I can't think of anything else that I wanted to bitch about it. <laughs> Hank's got his bitch list. How about you? What do you got? Um. Well, I... <laughs> This sounds like a bitch, but it, it's it's not. It's actually really funny. Did you hear about Sharon Stone? Uh, I read about it after you told me. Yeah. Isn't that fun? She's she, 61. Yes, yes. And she had, was talking about being blocked on Bumble. Evidently, that's a, a female-friendly dating app that you... You know, I've heard the word... And something like this happens. This is just marketing gold. Yes. Everybody in the world is going to know what Bumble is now over this. I wouldn't be, in fact, my skeptical after especially reading the book I'm reading. I wouldn't be surprised if this whole damn thing's not made up. I'll just maybe, be honest. Maybe not. I don't know. I could kind of understand it going both ways. We'll never know. Yeah. But it's awfully damn convenient. <laughs> it's off, you know. But if it were like a, honestly, if it was a, like a silver singles or over 50 or something like that, I would be more suspicious than right. what it sounds like is just. Well, we'll go with it because it's a news story. And for now, we'll just take it as it is true. But I'm going to caveat this by saying that I'm extremely skeptical. Okay. <laughs> if it ends up somehow. Somehow we use our Jedi mind and figure out that this really was a hoax, marketing hoax. I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, say what, what, what's happened here with Miss Sharon Stone. Well, she um, joined Bumble, the dating app, and evidently had a picture of herself on there. Do you know what makes Bumble different than other ones? I read your lower, uh, I read the article. I forget. It's I been, can tell you. Yeah, tell me, tell me. It's that... Um, um, it's like the Sadie Hawkins style thing. Women can only message men first. Men can't message women first. Oh. So women choose totally who they want to communicate with first. Which I oh, think is a pretty yeah, good idea. I, like, I think that's a good idea. Me too. I can see that being very popular. Uh, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Bumble's thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Instead of bumbling around trying to find a date. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, but um, all right, I'm, I'm looking at the article right now, and she, evidently she shared a picture of herself on the dating app, right? And it got flagged as it can't be a real picture because they couldn't believe it was actually Sharon Stone right. being recognized on the app. So she got a message from Bumble that she had been suspended or blocked on the app, and then she tweeted about it. And this, you know, is, is it, are you just excluding me because I'm Sharon Stone? Mm-hmm. I want to be on here, which you're right is total marketing gold for them. <laughs> it is, you think? it is, it is, and you know, and and we're all going to talk about it. But anyhow, of course they they quickly corrected that <laughs> welcome to the hive let, let miss stone get back on there See, that's the thing that made me think it was fake was that part where she tweeted and then somehow they tweeted back to her or messaged her and then it's in the article of what was said back and forth you know something she was like i don't want to be in the hive and made a joke about it like you know it, yes it could have been staged or some of it but, could have been i mean but then again celebrities are very 
yeah. you know, publicity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they know what to do. And if it is not staged and she did this, then you know what? Good for her, I guess. But, Lord, wouldn't you be afraid of some stalker? I mean, I know you're 61, but let's face it, you have been one of the, you know, sex oh, yeah. symbols big time of Hollywood. She's still gorgeous. She's yeah. stunning. Oh, yeah. 61 year old. Yeah. I mean, she um, still has stalkers. I'll absolutely. Absolutely. You, that people. is probably why she would choose something like that, though. <laughs> to reach out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because, oh, oh, okay. That's not my stalker. He looks pretty safe. I mean, you know, you, I, <laughs> I guess if she you picked feel like one, you, you need to be in the control seat. I guess if she picked one and it ended up being a stalker, it'd be like, well, I guess it's my fault. I'm, I'm the one that <laughs> I picked that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> eh, maybe or maybe you would still blame the dating app i'm not sure Can you imagine no. being in la just some random dude on bumble and you're like all right i'll send her a message whatever and it ends up being a real fucking sarin stone and she said messages you back <laughs> can you imagine and you're like eh, all right i'll play this through you know just, it would be and you it would show be up and it's really her like i can see that going through the whole process not until you even got there still thinking like ah i want to see who this idiot is impersonating sharon stone it's yeah. gonna be a good story anyway yeah and yeah then, then there sharon stone shows up i have a feeling she would message a certain type of fella though okay she's probably not going to da- message the the guy in a trucker hat with a mullet. And, you don't think so? Yeah. No, uh-uh, I don't. <laughs> I think she's going to have different tastes. Yeah, you don't think her, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, well, good for Sharon Stone. Hope she finds her Bumblebee match. <laughs> Me too. That I think that's really no, I think it's cute. adorable. Sure. You got another article pulled up? Yeah, yeah. This was one that you sent to me about why people are turning to astrology and tarot cards for their mental health. You like tarot cards? I do. So, yeah, I thought this article was right up your alley. So, what do you, well, what do you think about it? What do you think people are turning to tarot and astrology for their mental health? Well, I mean, I think this is spot on. Um, it's more of a tool for reflection if you're using it like that. I mean, I I think the joke about things like astrology and tarot in the mainstream media is that it's all for people who can't make decisions. So it's almost like flipping a coin, yes or you know, it, it, it's trying to read somebody your future. Who's, yeah, or, or, yeah. Your, or it's yeah, I know what you're saying. Instead of being introspective, it's. I don't know. People use it the wrong way. Like fortune like, telling. Like, oh, well, I was, I'll never be able to do that because the cards say I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm this kind of person. I'll never be lucky with money, so I'll never be lucky with money, so I might as well just not try. Like, that's bad. You don't want that. No, no, not at all. Not that it, it, You don't want to use it as a crutch. You use it as a starting point for development. So that makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. seems like a healthy, okay way to use it. Right. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. See, that's what your family was afraid of when they when you started playing goldfish with <laughs> cards. You'd end up worshiping the devil. Well, that's yeah, happened. Yeah, that was. I mean, we've kind of talked about this on here before. Yeah, I grew up and we weren't allowed to have 
any type of cards in the house, including games like Go Fish and Old Maid. <laughs> like, that was still fortune-telling and gambling, and it could not come into their home. No decks of cards? None nothing. whatsoever. None whatsoever. What about dice for Monopoly? Oh, God, no. Now, I think we had some in like scrabble and a few games like that that were at grandma and grandpa's house right like it was like the old no dice in your house yeah but oh god and and (laughs) remember when dungeons and dragons came out and that big horrible demonic scare and Mm. everything yeah dice definitely became dice of the devil dice equals devil yeah couldn't wait to get to college and try that out (laughs) but it took me until i was in in my mid-twenties to buy a deck of... At first, I started with an Oracle deck, and then I bought a tarot deck. It took me until I was in my mid-twenties. You know, and it's not bad. I'm not saying this in a negative way, but you do know that psychologically, that's why you love tarot cards, Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because you were forbidden part as a of kid. It. Absolutely. <laughs> Just, it's the forbidden fruit, babe. Absolutely. <laughs> There's <laughs> definitely... And, and I don't just have, like... I'll play all the cards I want to. I'll play Goldfish at midnight if I want to. Oh, we're taking out. Petra brought a show. Check those tale. out. <laughs> this is a deck of tarot cards. Oh, they're pretty. They all have different styles, too, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like art. You know, you get a, a different There's a naked art. Oh, there's somebody with boobies on here. See? Yeah, that's a dirty, dirty See, it's deck. Pornography. Mm. See, that's what your mom said would happen, would lead you playing cards. Yes. Well, so introspection, good. Yeah. Good telling you how you're going to, you know, literally your whatever, your, how your life's going to unfold, bad. Yeah, yeah. That relying on anything like that is. To be fun. Is weak. Well, to me, like it. Relying on a tarot deck to make decisions seems like a really bad idea to me. Well, of course. But to think about your options in a decision right. and, and to kind of explore the ins and outs and the worst possible scenario and the best possible scenario, they're, they're kind of great for that. Because it makes you think. You know, the, the art and the, the pictures on there are, are right. meant to be triggering. Right. And I think that's good. For our listeners or anybody, because I didn't know that's what, I mean, I didn't have any idea what that was until I met you. I just, you know, you see a little horoscope or something in the paper, it's a little funny, and you think people, uh, I more thought of it as people trying to figure out how to function the next day. And I think that's how most people think that people who do tarot and things in that realm. And there, I'm sure that there are some. I mean, that that's the flaky media yeah persona. i guess there's outliers there's people that probably take it to the extreme we know that yeah but what would you say most people who have tarot decks and do like tarot reading are the wackadoos on the far end oh i would of, say or, they're on the middle people? to totally introspection and it's more like psychology yeah how many what how, what like, percentage like most I would say most. Right. I would say seventy percent are. So most people are using tarot cards in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah. Not some yeah. crazy way. You'd have to get really extreme 
to to be starting to use it in a, a crazy way, and specifically the way it's kind of portrayed in a lot of movies. <laughs> well, again, I'll say one: it's just popular to say to you know the movies yeah. are going to be supernatural movies, and it's not going to be a good plot of the movie for somebody sitting yeah. around and doing a healthy. Oh, this is what I think I can do better today because of this. Yeah. That's not going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's you know? not exactly sexy, is it? No. So there's that. <laughs> and then I think it's this, what, what we're just saying is the lack of understanding that that's how most people do tarot is for some introspection. Yeah. So, so you know what? If people are doing it for mental health, why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes you yes, think about like, what you're I, doing. I think, I think there was a period in time when Miss Cleo was on and you, you know, those commercials ran right. pretty frequently. And I think it's that was almost like gambling. You know, people got just addicted to talking to somebody on the phone that was being supportive. Yeah, it is right. Well, that there goes, are charlatans. Oh, sure. That's where it goes over. Well, and even that, you know, if you call or if you go to a, a tarot person and you have a little fun. Yeah, you pay, absolutely. You, know, you pay absolutely. 10 or 20 bucks and you have fun for 20, 30 minutes, then that's entertainment. Oh, absolutely. It's just a matter of if you don't take it too darn seriously, right? Yes, yes. Um, this is this is a great quote. It was the last paragraph in, in this article, and I love it. This yeah. is my philosophy pretty much summed up. There's no rule book for what you do when you pull a card. She says you can sit with the image, talk about it, journal about it, Set it aside or simply put it back in the deck. If it resonates, great. If not, you don't have to force it to mean anything. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, it's that's what it's about. It's it's you think about something, you know, that this card represents. And a lot of them are things like, you know, passion, drive, energy, ingenuity. You know, it's, it's what you you're focusing on that day. Well, I, I think it makes makes sense to me. Um, what else is going on in the world? I did notice that they raised the tobacco age to 21. How about that? Yeah. I think that's a great move in the right I, direction. I do, too, but it, it kind of felt out of the blue. I hadn't heard anything about it. I don't smoke, haven't in years, but was this in the news? Is coming up? It just kind of I don't dropped. know. I think it was, might have been part of some other spending bill that got attached to it or something but i don't know got signed in the law by trump so it's it's out there yeah and our and our local around here our hillbilly nation here lord they're up in arms oh yeah crazy one and that's the whole point of it frankly is designed to stop some of these underage tobacco use yeah maybe you can stop even a few people and i know you hear the same old thing people are going to do it no matter what blah 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 well maybe you stop one person maybe it'll help i don't know yeah the other thing i hear a lot is you mean you can go to war and die at age 18 but you can't have a cigarette well that's a hell of a stretch and the other thing is frankly yeah i thought about that as a response to that Uh uh-huh one in a perfect scenario, I'd raise the age you could join the military to 21. But I'll say this. I think the deal with that and why I've decided to to still be okay with that. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, if you're, I mean, we don't have a war going on right now. Right. But if you come right out of high school and go into the military, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that that would tremendously benefit 
people yeah. people who don't have father figures or whatever. They just need to be taught to be an adult. Yeah, some structure. By other adults. And I think you need to catch those kids as soon as they get out of high school. Before they have a chance to get in trouble. Yes. By 21, a lot of those kids are going to be already... Well, I tell you, you what, know. here's one way you could so, kind so, of put so that's that my, through. So that's my argument for that being okay with me. Okay. Well, um, that doesn't make, I don't understand because you're saying you have to be, you right after grad, are you saying you should graduate high school at 21? No, I'm just saying it's okay with me mm-hmm. that you can be in the military at age 18 mm-hmm. and you still can't buy cigarettes. Okay. Okay. Like people seem to leech onto that as being some awful thing. Like you, you can be in the military, but you're, st- but it's illegal for you to smoke. Well, like I'm okay honestly, with that. Honestly, the solution <laughs> to that is, is you know, sell them on base. You know, with your military ID, you can buy them. You know, I, I, if if that's, I would be okay with that. I'd that okay. might cause more people to go into the military. Well, I'd be okay with it too. If that's the, a the only the only but, thing is that if you are in the military. And you smoke, you get to take breaks. If you're in the military and you don't smoke, you don't ever get to take a break. Right. So the, a lot of people who join the military take up smoking so that they can get a break mm-hmm. every now and then. That's part yeah. of life. Yeah. Either way, and, and and if there's an exemption, I mean, I don't care if you have a military ID and yeah. might want to smoke. Uh, I suppose I'd be okay with that too. But I'm also okay with, like I said, I, that's my justification for being okay with. Yes, you're in the military. You're 19 years old. And, yeah, I'm fine with still being laws that you still can't smoke. You can shoot, okay. you can shoot guns, you can shoot people, but you still can't smoke. So. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, 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 again, because of the overall, what I'm saying is I think you need to, to catch some of these kids at 18. Oh, okay. Get them in the military. Okay. I think that's more important than, so I'm okay with that. All saying. right. All right. I would be okay with luring into it. I agree with you on that completely. I think that the military, especially if we can stay out of conflicts and wars where we're sending them overseas, you know, if we can keep them here and just keep them on, you know, our soil and doing, right. you know, projects here. <laughs> well, I told somebody before, and I've refined the way I think about it, but and I wasn't in the military. But again, safe. but there's such a gigantic amount of knuckleheads out there of 18 to 25 year olds. And I was a knucklehead at that age, too. Maybe mm-hmm. not as big a knucklehead as some of them. I would be totally OK with mandatory service in the military. But mm-hmm. the mandatory, like, let's say two years, like every mm-hmm. person has to serve two years in the military. But your two years have to be domestic. You can't leave the United States. And then people going to war, that's got to be age 20 and over. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would meet kind of my both, again, perfect scenario of everybody getting a little dose of being adult, some mm-hmm. structure, learn some stuff. But, but you're not being right, drafted right, to go to Bosnia. Who, who gets to tell... The entire culture, like what that structure is. Well, I know. Who gets to design that? I mean, I what if know. that's fucking Hitler? Well, <laughs> I know that's bad. You know, I, 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 I see where you're going, and I can't disagree with that. It's just that we have to figure ourselves out before we could ever implement something like that. Well, and there's a lot of kids that don't need it. I mean, don't yeah. you know? I mean, I don't want to say that. 
I, I couldn't have benefited from it. But I wasn't in the military, and I'm very self-driven and mm-hmm. did just fine. I didn't, yeah. I didn't screw up any major, you know. But, again, we know, especially in our area, but I think it's nationwide, this epidemic of drugs and and just problem people being people being the age of an adult, but they're not adults <laughs> mentally That's true. at all. That's true. Like, I, I think it would benefit a lot of these people, frankly, to have, like you said, structure. Yeah. Have a drill sergeant, you know, get you up at six in the morning, make you exercise. All that stuff would be but wonderful. Is it a drill sergeant or a nanny? Like who, like. Well, hopefully they'd come out and be, <laughs> you know, I mean, I know there's some people in the military that have obviously the military screwed them up pretty bad and, and there's bad eggs in any organization. I, I, yeah. I, but I'm overall, thinking... overall, wouldn't you say most people you've met in life who, if you find out they have been in the military, they seem to have done okay in life. Like, it seemed to have helped them, to me. Well, not the ones that went to war. Not the one that what? Not the ones that went to war. No, I'm not. No. They didn't. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my perfect scenario would be they'd have to stay in the continental United States doing... Civic engineering jobs. Yeah. All right. Build bridges around. Yeah. Work on infrastructure. Do yeah. something, but still... Whatever. Again, that's just my perfect scenario. Mm, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence on it. Yeah, I can't. I can't be all in on that one. Well, that's fine. Uh, But anyway, so it's now 21 to uh, smoke. And I did find in an article too that, by the way, this is a little um, a little stat for you. Worldwide, four out of five smokers are men. Really? Worldwide stat: four out of five. Wow. It's like my patient told me at one time, everybody knows men are stupider than women. Where, I mean, what countries does that, I mean, it seems to be pretty, pretty 50-50. Here in America? In North America in general. I don't know. I've wondered about that once I saw that stat. I wonder if And I don't know where they got it. I mean, again, it said worldwide. Yeah. So God, no. I mean, obviously India, China. God knows what they're saying. Well, all of these tobacco companies have recently gotten bad publicity for just blatant marketing to children overseas. I I can, again, in all seriousness, young, we've said this a million times, our male brain does not fully develop till about age 25. Hers don't really that females, much either. Females, you you guys are pretty much developed by about twenty one. You 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 develop ahead yeah, of us. Yeah, a little bit, but not enough to not enough to teach or to treat us so much differently. Like we're different species. Well, I'm attributing that as to why four out of five smokers worldwide are men. Frankly, because they're just dumber. <laughs> Especially at that age, I'm going to guess it's something cultural. Uh, somewhere cultural. there's some kind of something cultural that it's not feminine to smoke. Well, that could be. Well, and like everything, it's obviously multiple things. Yeah, I can see both of those being really. Yeah, I can see both. Anyhow, four out of five. Do you think it's more fifty-fifty in America? I can't tell anymore. I don't see very many people smoking. The ones I do, I, I kind of do seem to notice more men than women around here. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. 
but four out of five, that's a lot. I mean, I might, I might think three out of five, but not four out of five. You know, this will be, this is so random and won't be, won't really <laughs> hold, but. You know, I got to say, every time on TV, like you see a random news story, when you see people in the background smoking, I have to say, most of them are men. Because y'all are stupider. We're stupider. <laughs> Everybody knows men are more stupider than women. More stupider. <laughs> more stupider than women. That's what she said. <laughs> and a truer thing has never, never been, been uttered. <laughs> She's 100% right about that, too. Absolutely. How about... What you got? Uh, how about a little Michigan couple, oh, Les and Frida? Les and Frida, you just gave me the title of this, and I was like, great, you're going to make me cry. They were married for 70 years. Oh, my gosh. That's 10 times as long as we've been married. They met, their first date was a prom date in oh. 1949. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Oh, my gosh. 90 years old, and they died in hospice 20 minutes apart. You know, yeah, that'd be the way to go. So they both, yeah, they both had their funerals together, and there you go. Isn't Buried that, together. Yeah. That's sweet. Oh, bless their hearts. I, I can't imagine their descendants. That's got to be pretty hard on them, losing I'm, both at the same time. But you're grieving once. <laughs> I'm sure Frida probably died first, and then Les was like, finally. I can finally, die. She's dead. It's unbelievable. I got 20 minutes of peace. <laughs> Let me just a few minutes just quiet. lay here, just quiet. <laughs> That's, and then he shuffled off his mortal coil, too. So is that what you think? <laughs> you think that's what happened with those? Oh. Frida and Les. Isn't that great? That is. I had a few more little tidbits, but in general, they just seem like ah, they seem like Joe Blow America. He just seems like she worked at a uh, manager of a dry cleaning place. Uh, he was in he was in military. Oh wow! And I forgot what he did when he came out of the military. But anyway, this had normal normal lives. Lived outside Detroit. Uh, oh, he was a retired state police sergeant. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Frida enjoyed preparing meals for her family. She collected more than a thousand cookbooks and was known for her chocolate chip cookie recipe. Ooh. How about that? That sounds awesome. Well, listen, less like John Wayne memorabilia. Both enjoyed <laughs> camping and in, in camping in Michigan's Upper Peninsula and lighthouses. Oh, that's sweet. Well, their kid May said, quote, my dad has to have the biggest collection of lighthouse sweatshirts and T-shirts anywhere. <laughs> that's great. That is. <laughs> you see that's a very specific thing. Yeah, can't you see old Les having a lighthouse sweatshirt just lounging I see around? Him. I see him. This is terrible. Now I see him in the coffin with like one of those like cardigan sweaters with a lighthouse on it. <laughs> yeah, be perfect. He's a retired police guy. He's probably a burly dude. Yeah. So, yep. so good for these. They even lived wow. 90. They were 90. They lived 70 years and then 90. So, yeah. yeah. And they died. Both 90. 70 years together. Wow. Isn't that so, good? Well, that is. That is. That's a good story. Yeah. Bless their hearts. It's one of those that's kind of happy, even though it's death involved. Yeah, it it is. But I I like it. 
one of their uh, one of their granddaughters says, "Quote: Seventy years together sure isn't easy, but at the end of those seventy years together, they still cared so deeply for each other and loved each other so very, very much." In quotes, and then part of the other article says how much they did little things together, and they were, Aww. you know, this is a fun little couple. That's adorable. <laughs> lighthouses. We have to find our lighthouse. Well, we got tarot cards. <laughs> you don't like those. <laughs> well, you do. Les is the one. He liked uh, he liked lighthouses and John Wayne. So Frida was the one with a thousand cookbooks and a good chocolate chip cookie recipe. So they all had their things. They had their things. Everybody has things. Yes. After all that, right? <laughs> Everybody where they can find us, speaking of things. All right. We are at hillbillynerdtalk.com. We're not on Bumble. We're not on Bumble. That's not us. That's actually Sharon Stone. Yeah, that's her. Um, we, from hillbillynerdtalk.com, you can find us on Reddit, Twitter, and sometimes on Pinterest. You've been posting some Reddit stuff. I have been. We've I've been s- cross-posting some stuff. I'm seven or eight people on there following us around. That's pretty cool. We have some fun stuff on there. Uh, Reddit's fun. Reddit is. It's a bottomless pit of crazy sometimes, though. Yeah. If you open up the comments, that's like, oh, am I going to go down this rabbit hole? You know, the only thing about it, if I had some sort of tweak, which I don't know, it encourages it encourages people to say something, even if it's just stupid. Yeah. E- even if you're like, oh, I agree with that. I love what you said. It encourages people to go ahead and type that out so somebody will hit their little up button. Yeah. Instead of just reading something and going the hell on. Like, like there's people I know that are on there that feel like they have to comment on every single thing they read. Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes overwhelming with, you know, some of the Stupid comments are great comments. information. Yeah. And, right. You get like one or two solid Absolutely, like, yeah, this guy is probably a lawyer, you know, and knows his shit about real estate. And then the next 19 comments are jackasses who've probably never owned a house in their life trying to tell you, you know, how to do a $20 million real estate deal. Yeah. So that's my only critique of that. That's that's oddly specific, Hank. Well, that's what's on there. <laughs> yeah, the subreddit real estate. <laughs> Or subreddit investing. You know, that's the ones. It's the serious ones. The goofy ones, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. If it's a goofy-ass cat, who cares if one person makes... Goofy comments. Yeah, I hate... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But on the serious subreddits, where you're seriously looking for some serious information... Seriously. It gets muddled. (laughs) Yeah. It seriously gets muddled. Frank. Yeah, poor me. <laughs> so beware on there as far as that goes. So we're on there. Yes, yes. Twitter in there. That's the main place if you want to find me. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Or yes. find us. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, it is, for whatever it's worth, 2020. Can you believe that? I know. And that's goal setting time. Yes. And yes. we do that every year, and I'm so glad. That is a great, I don't know, I'm always expecting you not to like to do that. But I'm glad you do because it's. No, I, think I love it's, doing that. I think it's a very. It's one of those things a lot of people talk about and maybe half-assed make a sort of resolution. But as far as serious goals, I mean, every self-help book I've ever read in my life 
Yeah. Basically, you have to have goals <laughs> if you want to get anywhere in life. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, ironically, for me, the new year is always, it comes right after Christmas, which is historically the low point in the year. So, yeah, it's a good point for me Mm -hmm. to start digging back out of that damn hole. Well, it's such a cliche of, you know, first of the year and resolutions and all that. And we've said this a million times. There's... The difference between a resolution and a goal is just the difference in night and day. Yeah. A resolution is basically a wish. Yes. Like, like I'm going to lose weight. That's a wish. Yeah. That's a pipe dream. Yeah. If you say... I'm going to lose 10 pounds by June, that's a goal. Exactly. By doing this and having a plan to do it. Yes. Right. I mean, and, and we do that with our business. I mean, we set business goals. And we set personal goals. And we have personal goals. And we seriously try to go over them and see if what, how we did the last year. We go over them during the year some. Yeah. So for what it's worth, I would encourage everybody to, to do that. I know it's probably a habit you're not in. But you know what? Honestly. Preach, Brother Hank. Yes. I'm, I, it'll help. I'm telling you. It does. It really is. It's It's a way to... How many things have we read that just writing it down too? Yeah. Like, like it's, you can't be enough just to think it. Like you've got, there's some mental unbelievable thing that goes on in your head when you commit to actually it's writing magic. it down. <laughs> and, you know, in a way it is magic. Well, I, these, what's really kind of gratifying is that all of the things that, you know, I read about, read about, in you know, magic studies and things, it's exactly the same practical things that we talk about in self-help books and, sure, you know, uh, uh, professional books. It's all goal setting, uh, measurable steps towards your goal, uh, and and taking practical measures. Right, and making it manifest into reality. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there is something metaphysical to that. It, there absolutely is, and and that is, and without exaggeration i think that is kind of a magical thing that you literally do manifest something you think Mm -hmm. something in your head uh, you know whatever it is your goal let's just say it is the lose weight goal you manifest i'm going to lose 20 pounds by june and i'm going to do it because i'm going to do this and i'm going to start eating better and this and exercising and then you do it I mean, that's magical. It is. That's literally making something in your head, writing on a piece of paper, and then manifesting it into actual reality. Reality. Yes. That's a magical thing. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And that is the secret that so many people aren't in on, and it's sad. And, And frankly, I mean, I'll just say it this way. Again, every book, every success book, every person's biography who has, I mean, who's made it big time. It, it's they that. all have the same thing, the yeah. same yeah. path, right? The, th- the same steps, right? The, 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 so there's something there is something to goal setting, and I would highly encourage anybody to to do that, right? Absolutely. So we're gonna work on them later tonight, I think. Sure. I think I've got mine. I've, I've been kind I'm of not, brainstorming. Not, I've been, I have been, but um, I've been. Waiting on you, so I haven't had as much time to sit down and do this as you have. So I'm a little bit behind. <laughs> the last few days, yeah, it takes a while too. It does. It, it does. It, it, you really have to think about it. And yeah. right now, our bed is completely covered 
Intero and Oracle cards back there. So I've been throwing right. cards out. And some of them are going to be, you know, from last year because if you can do the same thing you did last year that was working. Yeah, keep going. Keep doing it. Right. Yeah. So so it doesn't always have to be some brand new. Start from scratch. Right. But um, but it's good. I like going over that with you too. Yeah, because then we get to look, check in with each other and make sure we're on the same I was just going to say yeah. it's a good uh, relationship bonding thing, I think. Yeah, it is. Especially it with is. the personal goals. Yes. yes. Well, and business because we both own, uh, we own a business together, so that also becomes that, too. And they tend to overlap with each other. They do too. quite a bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. That's right. So, uh, anyway, what do you think, Miss Petra? You want to wrap something up here tonight? Yeah, everybody, we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk with you next time.